this is Jessica. And I'm Adele. And we ride against the current. In this episode, we discuss what it's like for us to be in full surrender to God through every season and in every circumstance, especially as we were transitioning out of high school into adulthood and into college. When I envisioned going to uni, I never once imagined that my flatmate would serenade me with a terrorist song. Yeah, I never thought that either. I think it's just you. Yeah, I think it is just me. I had a really unfortunate experience at uni, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, thinking back though, do you remember in high school what we were planning for a university? Like, what our expectations were, what we thought it'd be like? I went, well, when we were in you, high school. We went. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, we did. <laughs> As in, okay, in high school, I was planning for, I mean, we were both planning for uni apps and stuff. Okay. You know, applying. Did you apply? You I think I started a few applications. I think we should first explain like what school we went to. So Jessica and I actually graduated from the same high school. That's actually where we met. We knew each other from where yeah, we were. Yeah, when we were in kindergarten. We say high school because most of my US friends, they go to high schools different than their grade schools. But then we went straight from grade school into the same high school. So we met in the same high school, but when we were in kindergarten at that school's kindergarten. Because it was sense? the same school from K from It's a K-12 school. Yeah. I feel like I just made it worse. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we both went to this amazing Christian school. I say amazing, I don't mean perfect. So when we were in high school, we started the process of preparing for uni in our freshman year, which I don't think is mm. typical, but our school wanted to prepare want, as yeah. well. So we had these like uni advising sessions with these mm. like university advisors. In our younger years, they'd come in and talk to us on sessions about finding your niche and like finding what you're gifted at. Like obviously mm. we're a Christian school, so through a Christian lens. And then as we hit our junior and senior years, they would walk us through more practical things like- more in- depth yeah like writing your app finding a college that's personal statement you. that yeah. type of stuff yeah and so during our senior year yeah okay. class of 2020 so that year was like covid mm-hmm. and in hong kong there were protests as well and oh my so, gosh oh yeah right yeah semester one was protests and semester two was covid so then that year was actually really hectic for everybody yeah because yeah. it was uni you know applying season but then also people had exams and stuff Mm -hmm. and so we were all applying for uni and i applied only to the uk where did you apply i didn't actually ever finish any application but i did start on quite a few i wrote one to biola in california i believe i think i might have also considered liberty university which is this like southern baptist school i also considered king's college london i don't actually i didn't actually start any application there i just considered it yeah 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 and then so i think the only application i started was maybe biola and liberty i applied to like these applied ministry schools so they weren't like theology degrees a lot of them were actually unaccredited so you would go and get a certificate and for those listeners who are familiar with these programs i applied i started an application to international house of prayer university and i wanted to do their fire in the night internship which is crazy that's like you sleep in the day and you do classes at night so i started an application to that and then i started an application to bethel school of supernatural ministry online i actually started three separate applications for that school and i looked at hillsong college anyway i'm going on and on but my my process would you say my process is a lot 
less straightforward as yours was. Yeah, I feel like even yeah. for our classmates as well, it was very different for you than for me and the rest, I guess. Because, mm. yeah, like I said, I only applied to the UK knowing that I only wanted to go to the UK. Actually, mm. no, I did want to go to the US, but UK was a better fit for me. Mm. So then that's why I only applied to the UK. So eventually I got a couple of offers and then met the conditions and I got accepted and I'm now studying at the University of Southampton. Yes! Well, it's been a year. I mean, this... Okay, this, yes, but this well, is yeah. the first time we're congratulating you publicly here, so... Yeah. <laughs> In September, I'll be starting year two. And I study um, I study film studies, but I declared a minor in sociology, so that's exciting. What, what were you going to apply for? You can guess. You know this. Bible. <laughs> no, you know this. If I went for this Ooh, degree, I'd spend my whole life with a stick. Conductor. No, there's a name for that degree. Music education. So yeah, I didn't actually end up going for music education. Long story mm-hmm. short, I just wasn't sure if for sure that was what I wanted to do or if I had other less good reasons for pursuing that major. We just, I guess we just won't go into that this episode. But then... Like, I'm not sure if I wanted to do it or if I had less genuine reasons for pursuing that major. Mm. And I was a little freaked out by the prospect of, like, spending four years with an instrument and having to practice that all the time. And Oh, yeah. was the stick flute? No, like, the, if I went for music ed, yeah. I'd be conducting. Yeah, which is why I thought conductor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess that was mildly misleading. No, but conducting isn't really a degree you can get as a bachelor. You can do a master's in conducting. After my music ed ship sailed, I wanted to do like a ministry type of thing. So yeah, I applied to a lot of ministry schools and what I would do if I got into those was study just a lot of applied ministry, which is like a little bit of theology, but also practical skills to apply that in ministry. And then I would go from there. So that was my plan. Yeah, so would you say school for us? I mean, it was kind of like, a Christian bubble obviously because it was Christian school and so I think even the people who we were around was very obviously impacted us as a person such as like the friends we've had in school and then teachers as well and maybe even family for some people for sure I'd say all of our teachers for the most part they all really loved Jesus and they all wanted us to be like wholesome Christian people and I think a lot of our friends so the circle I surrounded myself with and I think you for the most part as well they all genuinely had a great relationship with God we weren't like on purpose only befriending Christians I guess just like you attract people you you gravitate towards people you are and I feel like if you don't really have anything else outside of school yeah that's like the only friends you have for Mm. now like not in a bad way yeah yeah our circles were quite like christian as well but i also know that we had some peers and people in other grades who did not like our school very much for those reasons and i think the school we went to they meant well that's all i can say Mm -hmm. i think looking back we both would agree some things were kind of odd right right but not in like a red flags way like in a huh that was weird our school was great but again our school isn't perfect Mm. so there are things i do think they could do better at yeah at the same time they're trying yeah (laughs) now that i'm in uni obviously coming out of school it's a very different environment of what school was like and what uni is like now i'd say yeah for sure there's some differences but i'd say the culture shock for me was not as dramatic as it was for you so when i went to the uk i thought okay because of covid i still thought it wouldn't be this bad but i if it weren't for covid i envisioned that you know there would be like a welcome committee and then the place would be all 
decorated. I mean, the the students' union building was, but that was it. They were like nice, but I was like, oh, that's cute. But then uh-huh. other than that, that was it. I envisioned that arriving, there would be like a welcome committee, uh-huh. and like they take you to the halls because they said they would help you move, but obviously because of COVID, you had to move on your own. Wait, like they they offered to like carry your boxes in and everything? Yeah, like if what? it weren't for COVID. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So then I was like. Oh, moving to uni should be fun, you know, going into halls and stuff. But no, um, when I got to the UK, so I arrived in London, and then the uni set up a taxi to drive to Southampton. And so I sat with this other dude from Hong Kong, but he was pretty quiet. <laughs> and so, yeah. I mean, we kind of chatted a bit, but that was it. The question is, was he cute though? No. <laughs> Why are we talking about that? That doesn't matter. And then anyway, <laughs> we arrived at halls. There was no welcome committee. There were only students who were working part-time like for the uni, yeah. giving directions and saying, taking the drivers where to go and stuff like that. And then I got out and then I had to lug my stuff to the correct hall complex that I was at. And I lived on the highest floor, it was the fourth floor. There was no S elevators. And so I had to lug my stuff up the stairs. But just by yourself. Yeah. Okay, so for reference, guys, if you don't know Jessica, she's like this like tiny human. She's like a little like... Nice. Like, I don't know what to compare you to. But the thing is, you're not like short, you're like tiny. Does that make sense? Like some people are shorter, like me, but then we're like your body's longer (laughs) no 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 like bone structure wise like just like genetically i'm less compact you're genetically you're just a small person you're like a fun-sized person nice yeah yeah like you're everything like your bones are tiny and like (laughs) you're like naturally like small like less body fat yeah you're just small Mm. so like anyway the of that being like i can't imagine like you just having to carry all that stuff upstairs i had one big ass luggage and then one regular small one i couldn't carry it like normally up the stairs so i laid it i laid the luggage down on the side with the handle no you just dragged it i did i dragged it up each step one at a time did anyone look at you kind of weird like nobody was there because i was one of the first ones to arrive because i had to do international registration i I thought i would like encounter somebody but i didn't nobody came (laughs) i i I took like I spent 20 minutes and then when I got to the hall's room it was like a square with four walls mm, wow well kind of did you get a window yeah 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 oh, okay but as in like obviously it's very different from home we're based in Hong Kong and yeah. so Adele and I were both from Hong Kong so it's very different going to the UK with it being very quiet when I got into halls so it was very like you could hear nothing there were no Asian ladies next door yelling at their kids to come home yeah, yeah. and you you can't really hear any like cling clong you know yeah yeah you you don't hear buses, you don't hear... Like, I promise we're not being racist. It's literally the sounds that come from our kitchen. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's, it's just like, that we just use cutlery and silverware that make those noises. Yeah. There was no background, like, yeah. audience noise. <laughs> it's just sometimes I heard birds or, like, the trees, like, <laughs> you know? But, like, that was it. There's... Yeah. You don't hear anything. You'll be, you might hear people like downstairs because it's only four floors. But you know, it's very, very different. Yeah. So you moving in itself was like, I guess, slightly disappointing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I thought there would be people there to, you know, at least help. Also, one, because 
I'm a fresher, but I'm also an international student. So yeah. it's coming just from ICS. There were a lot of student leadership opportunities that allowed you to like help welcome new students or、mm-hmm. like decorate for、yeah. things or like create spirit day. So、yeah. I think coming from that, yeah, was like like nobody wants to do this stuff for me now. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they didn't do that all year, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I feel like for welcoming, yeah, yeah, because I I've read that people do do that for unis.、Mm. It's just you know COVID. So. Yeah, I guess other than when you first moved. In just like living situation, classes, interactions with staff and classmates. How was that like with the professors? It wasn't really a culture shock because、okay. a lot of our teachers were Western as well. For my major, for film, we have apart from lectures, we have something called seminars. Yeah, yeah. So seminars, you, they're mandatory. I read somewhere, I think in my handbook, the film handbook, that if you don't go to three without notifying the professors, why? If you email them and say you're not feeling well, it's fine, it's excused. But if you、mm-hmm. if you don't show up. Without notifying anybody, and you don't go to three, you could fail the entire module. Oh wow! I feel like people-wise, the only culture shock was well, <laughs> their culture, yeah, like what they did socially and stuff. <laughs> their type of leisure is very different from. I didn't really get to meet that many people because of COVID, but I think I was a bit confused about the academics. Yeah, as in not doing them, but the way I did them. Okay, as in for essays, for example, if they say be specific, I. I felt like I was being really specific, and they're like, "You're not specific at all." But because the way ICS taught us to write essays are very different, like the U.S. style and the U.K. system, so I had to learn that here.、Mm. I had to start writing a little differently、mm. in terms of like style and how I presented it, and it's a lot more formal. Than- that's a interesting insight. I never ha- heard you talk about that, so that's really cool.、Mm. Do you want to tell us your roommate story? So, oh my goodness, I've said this story so many times because so many people have asked me because. It was kind of a rough time. So when I first went to uni, oh my goodness, oh my goodness! But <laughs> I was the very first one who moved into my flat, and then people slowly started trickling in. Initially, there was six of us in total, and at the end, there was also six of us in total. But I'll explain. We had six people initially, but one person moved out, and then at the end, exchange student moved in. It was all good because everybody didn't know each other, and everybody wanted to make friends and get. To know each other, so we were doing really well. We even went out to city to have lunch together. We stayed up for drinking, <laughs> not too late, but yeah. yeah. And we had game nights and film nights and stuff like that. And we did karaoke and we did just dance <laughs> in our kitchen. But things very quickly got really bad、mm-hmm. because so I moved in. That was a week. Before classes started, classes started on October fifth, and the reason why I remember the date so well is because of what happened. So as lo- as people slowly started coming into halls, by the end of the week. They were all here, and so yeah, we all got to know each other and had some fun. And then there was this one flatmate. We noticed that he would drink in the day and at night. But at first, we thought it was nothing, cause oh maybe it's you know before classes started, so maybe he's just you know having some fun. But then once classes started on the Monday, everybody was in their rooms, obviously because、mm-hmm. lectures and we're all first years, so we all don't really know and everything's online. So we were also getting into the flow of things. We noticed that he would still drink day and night. 
thought was a little weird because we didn't know if he was actually going to class because he would always hang around the kitchen. So he would be drunk in the day and then be severely drunk at night. He would start kicking and like slamming the cupboards and the tables in the kitchen. So yeah, he would, you know, kick and slam. And my room is right next to the kitchen. So I can hear everything he's doing. His room is diagonal of mine. Somebody is right opposite of me and his is the one next to that person's. Let's just say we'll call him Bertie. He would also like play music really loud at night. Thankfully, it didn't really disrupt my academics, but I know it disrupted some of my other flatmates' academics. So he's quite like tall and big and like chunky. He would throw his weight around oh. at us. I, I don't know what people envision when I say that. Like he just slammed himself against you guys? Kind of. Or he'll like just would stand like in front of you and like, like puff his chest Yeah, and, and like, like yeah. very high, like yeah. very tall. Trying very to, high! Sorry, very tall <laughs> and trying to in intimidate us. And yeah. I'm small, right? Yeah. So it was quite scary and also being, you know, away from home with COVID alone. I mean, I had my sister, but she wasn't in the same yeah. places that well, she was in the UK but not in Southampton that was really scary it, it got worse and worse that wasn't just it because yeah he'd just be really drunk so then one day our flat decided to have a meeting because we also had to discuss kitchen stuff so then we discussed kitchen stuff and then we also addressed like this issue and we thought we would at least get an apology because we saw how nice he could be but then no his response was basically well that's just me when I'm drunk suck it up we didn't really know what to do and then that just scared us even more so we notified the uni because you know things were starting to get out of hand they took really long to get back to us they took over a month to actually do something because when we called they were like we need something really bad has to happen before we do anything but like they were talking it? about like sexual abuse basically and we were like you want to wait until something really bad happens to isn't their take job action? to prevent as many bad things as possible yeah which we were so confused why they were yeah. like oh it's not that bad for us to do anything Thing about and we're like so you want to wait until something happens and then they didn't say anything as things got progressively worse our flat like the five of us wrote an email together telling the uni and we logged what happened each day and we were like this is ongoing because by then by when we sent that email together it was like october 22nd things started october 5th so it's already been like two three weeks when they replied us they were like oh we'd like to hold a mediation meeting and we were like a mediation meeting won't do anything now we needed this three weeks ago yeah we told our pats which is our personal academic tutors it's like our, our advisory i don't know if everybody notified their pats but i notified mine and she told me she understood that it wouldn't do anything but she was like reluctantly agree just so you can move forward so then i did and some of the people did as well but then the dude got back to us and he was like Bertie also wants to move out so it was kind of a win-win situation okay great. because it wasn't like he was enjoying himself you know like everybody's scared of him nobody talked to talks to him and he <laughs> wouldn't drink like wine he he drank rum like just straight up drink rum who like and drinks rum, rum? rum one is ex it's expensive and two it's a lot of who just drinks rum? When I say it got worse, like he would sing terrorist songs and yeah, he wrote a terrorist phrase on our fridge, which was very oh, lovely to wake up to. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. Also, he would puke. Like he puked Ew. in the kitchen sink and didn't clean up properly. And then he'd stay up really late at night. And then one time I heard him, I'm pretty sure he missed the toilet in his room. So then he puked on like his carpet floor. And then he was yelling. You would be able to tell that he 
you know, miss the toilet. I didn't hear anything after that, so I think he passed out. We've kind of changed her setup a little bit mid-episode, so... Anyways, so continuing on, after that situation ended, I forgot if I mentioned, but then he moved out. Yeah. Yeah, he moved did. out right when lockdown started. And then after that, there was another situation for an entire month. Basically, the guy moved out, Bertie moved out, and then the two other guys went home because of lockdown. And so in the flat, it was just me and the two other girls. And I thought we would get along well because it was kind of like a girl's flat now. Mm -hmm. And we got along really well because we all had to be there for each other, you know, during that entire situation. But then they basically just ignored me for like an entire month. As in, it got, it didn't get worse and worse, but it, it was not as great sometimes and sometimes it was like better because i'd go into the kitchen and it was just like i wasn't there why was that though oh yeah to be fair i i know they clicked and they were they were really close because one i think one of the main reasons is because they both do not the same major but they have a few modules that they do that are the same yeah. so they're on you know like their classmates so then like i was it's, it's not like i wasn't okay with that like i was happy that yeah they you know clicked and they were able to make friends and be good friends but my issue is when you ignore other people i thought that you know obviously because of the situation we all got along and then suddenly it was like the the two of them i felt like i was third wheeling them at first it was kind of okay i thought it was just like they didn't realize so i just kind of was like whatever about it they kept ignoring me more and more because even yeah. when i'm doing stuff around the kitchen like cooking and getting stuff out of the fridge it's really as if i wasn't there one night i remember i had small groups at church small groups online and it didn't start until like seven but then i already went into my room at like six to eat i would rather just have dinner on my own than like sit there and pretend i'm not you know as in yeah. like you know i don't know i just feel like they're kind of rude given everything that has happened and also i'm obviously really far away from home it was kind of tough because during that time it was locked down so you couldn't really go anywhere or see people so i was pretty much stuck with them but yeah for an entire month and then like afterwards when i went to nottingham and then i came back because I, I feel like i still tried to like be friends with them even when i got back i was still kind but i wouldn't talk to them if i yeah. didn't need to i feel like the one reason i was trying before i went to nottingham was because it was locked down do you think it was out of hostility or do you think it's like they were one of those like some of those people that don't have the capacity for like social situations where it involves multiple people that they don't know super i well. feel like it's the latter oh yeah i remember during lockdown i kind of confronted them about it not in the mean way not yeah, like yeah. when we talk about confrontation it's never like what we think when people say confrontation mm. i think that it's not very abrasive it's yeah. not very it's when not we, like yeah fight me vibes <laughs> yeah like i think when we confront people there's a specific way we go about it and the goal is to like show the other person the truth that they may not already see the goal we want to do it is we want to like openly communicate and be loving about it i talked about how i felt being in the flat because it was just the three of us yeah like, yeah they said they understood and they changed for two days and then they went back to like Doing what they normally did since my flat situation overall wasn't that great most of the friends i made in first year was actually from church and the cu cu being christian union of my university at the very beginning i went church hopping hmm. which is nice like we still were able to for some churches because lockdown didn't happen yet and things weren't closed yet but and then i settled at a church called highfield church yeah i met some friends there as well people who also study at my uni that's pretty much where where i met most of my friends how do you think the high school you went to and like the environment that you grew up in helped you 
deal with the situations? Like, how do you think that prepared you do to deal with the situations you dealt with? I feel like in terms of our school, really know who you're surrounding yourself with and think intentionally about it. Because of that, I feel like I was very intentional about who all of the people I've met at uni. Will this yeah, person add value to my life? Yeah, 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 yeah. I really did do that. And I think because of church and the Christian community, you always have a family, even wherever you go. When I plugged myself into church in the UK, they were also very welcoming and stuff. With my situation at uni, I didn't feel safe for a lot of months living in halls. And yeah. it took me a while to like let my guard down because in halls, I had my guard up and out of halls, I also had my guard up because it's a place, you know, I don't know. Even even in the day, more so at night. So I was actually really exhausted from not being able to genuinely rest. Yeah. And so when I went to church, I felt it was a very like safe space i could actually let my guard down a little our school taught me to really know your circles and know who you want in your life i think that was the main the big yeah. takeaway for me i think for me as well definitely what i love that our school instilled into us was like just the value for good community our school has like a lot of principles that are not exactly biblical but they an example of that being the dress code was a was a thing yeah for sure coincidentally what we're both wearing is not dress code our handbook did it have a section it did but then how the many thing pages is, was it it was like two three pages for dress code only. but the thing is the handbook dress code thing was inconsistent it was not too badly but it was like mildly inconsistent with what some teachers would say the handbook would say like mid that and then some teachers would be like oh, yeah. fingertip length and then yeah. the handbook would say like one inch and then some teachers would say like three fingers i think we should explain oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 fingers length <laughs> so it can sound really it, wrong wait. stop don't go there we're not about, going there it's about like tank top yeah like the, the width of your your spaghetti like, straps weren't even allowed yeah the width allowed. of your tank top strap and then it was like your shorts or your skirt needs to be mid that or like fingertip as like as long yeah, as your like fingertips. your longest fingertips yeah right? yeah so it's just like a lot of stuff like that like i just that coupled with the church i grew up at i was always very conscious about what i was wearing and what i would be perceived as per se but then i think now that i've graduated obviously i'm still i still try to be respectful by the way i dress but then i'm more so now my my heart behind it yeah like my heart behind it now isn't like oh no what if i get dress coded like my shorts are slightly like one millimeter too short it's more like what is my heart posture behind it yeah so it was a lot of stuff like that as well as in school i guess like something else that directly correlates to like how i i i function now is mm -hmm. um at school at least i feel like i was very docile like um culturally very common for like teachers were like really high authority like yes there are teachers you're closer with i definitely had teachers i was closer with but mm -hmm. still like teachers like in the hong kong culture and as well as just like in general they're like people you're supposed to like listen to yeah like you can't really probably. question it yeah yeah so there would be situations throughout my school career that's like sometimes i would have staff that wasn't even my teacher tell me something or tell me off or like ask me to do something even if they weren't my teacher but then or they never taught yeah me. like yeah. they had nothing to do with me they didn't even know me but default i would be like oh like yes like sorry like hi again like oh yes it was a lot different during my senior year because during my senior year i think i had some idea that i'd be i wasn't consciously aware of that but i think deep down looking back i kind of had a feeling that i would be in like in the church sphere mm -hmm. so i think during my senior year it was quite different but other than that generally i like was pretty by the 
book. I think now, like in my job, so I'm not sure if I talked about this earlier, but currently I work at an international church here in Hong Kong. I am the youth ministry assistant here, which means that I do a lot of admin work. I do a lot of rostering. I'm also the worship coordinator for the youth group. So then yeah, I just work with kids a lot and like just do a lot of discipleship with them as well. So just in that role, I just have felt that I've needed to be very self-directed. If I have nothing to do or if I feel like this area is imperfect or this area isn't to my liking, I feel like I have the freedom and it's I, I, I'm responsible for pitching a better idea to my boss. Or giving like, suggestions yeah. to make it better. And I think especially in school, our teachers, like obviously there was homework and I totally understand that, but then our teachers would communicate with us digitally and if we didn't see it in time, they would get upset at us for not noticing it. If we ever had a question or ran into any trouble, they were very much like, I don't check my email after 4pm. Yeah. But also I yeah. feel like our school changed our portals quite a bit. It takes time to learn yeah. how to use the different ones. I just feel like our teachers got personally offended by a lot of things that mm. in the outside world, professionals don't get upset at. Now as like a working professional, I, I have the right to, because I work part-time currently, I very much have my hours and even if I were to work full-time, can decide I don't want to do work outside of work. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take work home. I have my boundaries. I have this that I'm okay with. I have that that I'm not okay with. Mm -hmm. And in my leadership, I have these core beliefs. Like for example, I think it's very important that my worship team gets to practice on time. And as my own person, I have the right to reinforce that. Obviously there are some things you can't do. There are some lines that you can't cross. Right. Within those parameters, you can kind of do whatever you want. Like you can lead in like your own style. Thing. You can operate within your own strengths. Who I am as an individual i feel more freedom in that now than i did in school and i think honestly now i'm still having to remind myself that i do have the right to those things i'm trying to teach myself and reprogram my brain to be like just because someone's my superior and they have specific wants or requests doesn't mean i need to oblige just because i feel intimidated by the fact that they're in leadership but then now i know like i have my rights and i can fight that like not fight that aggressively but like i can stand up for myself and be like okay mm. these are my boundaries you're able yeah. to draw the line yeah you know? for sure and i'm not saying like if your boss tells you to do something you're like i want to do it that's my boundary that's clearly not the case but mm. then ministry is one of those fields where you're like working outside your work hours i've had to try to draw those lines to protect myself and just this past week i've had someone passive aggressively insult me about that like he kind of said something like because i was talking about how i have my work hours and i don't want to talk about logistics stuff outside of those hours and so he kind of said something like i understand that you see this as just your job which clearly that wasn't true but he kind of like put those words in my mm. mouth but like honestly i feel like that's a reflection of your relationship with god and i just felt like that was really inappropriate but i think i realized that like that's not wrong that's wrong of him and that's not my bad i heard him say that but instead of of being like oh my gosh yeah let me like just kidding like scrap all my boundaries i like stay strong As in yeah. you felt if this happened before you would have been like yes 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 yeah for sure i would have been like oh my gosh yeah that means i'm like not a good right. christian i should text you back at 12 a.m because you need me to send this roster out now i mean yeah it's good you're learning this now as well i mean we're still yeah. young and stuff but then i feel like if you did learn this eventually there would be more opportunities for you to be taken advantage of yeah for sure and definitely i'm also learning not to react to situations out of my fear of being taken advantage of i'm not going to address this too much in this episode because that's not the topic but i have a very interesting relationship with the church i grew up in a very special church environment and mm -hmm. so i i have a history of 
being very badly hurt by spiritual leaders and very badly taken advantage of when this guy that i work with comes along tries to push against those boundaries it is very difficult for me it is a challenge that's i guess that's how high school differed from here but i think isis really set me up well for ministry i would say that one of my strengths is discussion leading i'm very comfortable with speaking to people i think being in high school and trying those leadership opportunities where i led a small group all the way in taiwan during a leadership conference in high school i've learned just so much for like leading discussions with different types of people so that when i came into this role it's very easy for me once or twice i've gotten the opportunity to go back to my school to lead worship it's very grateful for the opportunities that ics has given us i think ics really is great at empowering their students i think ics gave me a head start in ministry i think if someone else were to start a ministry the same time as me without the ics background they would struggle a lot more than i did our podcast is called against the current and our goal i guess both our core values is to represent christ in all our situations we're in and to mm-hmm. yeah just be countercultural. i guess just the way we live yeah the way we, yeah, yeah like do life just because our society says something is normal doesn't mean that we need to subscribe to it because we hold ourselves to a higher standard. The society norms change. People care about different social mm-hmm. justice things at different times. In some generations, one thing is wrong and one thing is right. But right. then for us, that never changes. How are we pushing against the current? <laughs> okay, for reference. Oh, it's kind of unfortunate there's no video of this. But then I asked a question and then Jessica just sat there and folded her arms. So I was sitting up and I, we were we were looking at our, yeah, our um, notes. And then I didn't know she was asking me. I thought it was rhetorical. <laughs> I would say I'm very blessed because my environment is dominant very christ-like but there are some cultural things i I said this to jessica yesterday i told her like at ica we have a we have a really huge tardy culture it's so ingrained in our culture that we tell people our service starts at 11 but really like internally the service producers plan for it to start at 11 10 it's a norm for people to be late and i don't like that i Mm. firmly believe that when you're on time to things you're honoring that person's time i'm trying to be countercultural by just reinforcing the value of being early to things what time are we supposed to go work out well, we're almost done, so. Okay. I feel like at uni for me, pushing against the current. Well, in my flat, I would mention, you know, I'm going to church or in my flat, we actually had, it was such a coincidence that one of my flatmates was actually a Christian. We'll call him Sam. Are you just saying that because his name is like Samuel? <laughs> no, it's not Samuel. Basically, one night we were having like game night or whatever. And then I was like, oh, I have this society thing to go to online. And then Sam was also like, oh yeah, I have one too. So we're both like, okay, like we'll see everybody else later. And then we went into our own, you know, respective rooms to go online for the society. And then on the Zoom, we saw each other. Oh yeah. And so we're like, oh. And then once the thing ended, we came out and we realized that both of us were Christians. Which was such a coincidence and uni it's like pushing not really telling people in your face that you know jesus loves you or stuff like that but just intentionally but gently pushing you know i feel like a lot of people in the world i guess know of you know christianity or the bible or jesus like i I feel like like the guy we talked to yesterday who like cussed but did he cuss i don't know i think it was like a cussing phrase yeah probably oh yeah we totally just said that's so out of context I may be wrong, not everybody in this world, you know, but I feel like people have at least maybe once heard of the concept or the word Christianity or Bible or Jesus or whatever, you know? It's gently pushing for that start of a hunger or thirst. Yes, for for sure. So we've come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in with us as we talked today about how we surrendered our plans to God and how he got us through the tough situations past high school, as well as just how we integrated what we grew up with 
into our lives now stay tuned for the next episode where we try to figure out how to hire some carrier pigeons bye guys is that it adele out hey guys so i'm recording this on my own adele isn't here at the moment i realized we didn't really end the first episode that well so on behalf of both her and i thank you guys for listening stay tuned for episode two we hope that you enjoyed episode one and able to learn something from it and get to know us a little bit better we'll see you next next saturday bye guys Mm -hmm.